Before we begin today's episode, we would like to thank our sponsors. Without them, this podcast would not be possible at all. Swanshaw. They are the finest purveyors of kitchen units and shop fronts alike in the UK. So, if you need a brand new kitchen or a new shop front, consider visiting Swanshaw. You can find them on Instagram under the handle of at Swanshaw. Spill Digital. Are you currently in marketing mayhem? Need to give your marketing matrix a makeover? Is it all a bit of a mess? Look no further than the fabulous Chloe, founder and entrepreneur of Spill Digital. She'll make your mundane marketing magic again. You can find her on Instagram under at Spill Digital, or you can check out her website, spilldigital.co.uk. Now to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to The Therapy Files. I bet you didn't think we were still alive. Hello, Callum. How are you? Or have I not introduced it correctly? No, I'm dead. I can't talk. Oh, all right. I've risen from the dead for Halloween. Oh. Can't, Count Calamer is out. Okay, Count Calamer. Yeah, that was very good. No, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Never mind. Anyway, how are you? I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Lots of changes. Lots of changes. T- working too many hours a little bit at the moment, eh? Personally. Yeah, definitely. There's been a lot, hasn't there? And uh, obviously everybody knows I'm doing a PhD. You're obviously currently trained to be a therapist working. And I've literally just acquired a full-time placement at university as well, lecturing. So yeah, it's been a big, big... going to share where? Uh, we'll see what happens and then we'll go from there. Yeah. People will know eventually. Just safe to say it's one of the big ones. It's great. It's fantastic and I'm, I'm delighted. So that's why we've been a bit quiet on the ball, but we're hoping to get back with a couple more and then go from there, aren't we? Indeed we are. Indeed we are. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something that may be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's a... Um, well, I, think, I don't think we'll really talk about anything that's comfortable, do we, Craig? No, I think no. that's the whole point of the podcast, but it I think... It pushes us out. Yeah, I, I think I think on this one, I think it's important, one, because, you know, the whole craze that's going around at the moment, and at the same time, as feminists, I think it's important we address this issue. We, we're 
we're going to be looking at incels, aren't we, Craig? Otherwise known as involuntary celibates. Yeah, and uh, wanted to provide a male feminist perspective on that and how we feel about that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe educate a little bit, you know, people around the issue as well, because I think it's sometimes people don't actually know the depths of where this comes from mm. and how it is very much a very serious issue. And it's not just some kind of slur that you throw around. It's, it's very much a very large negative subculture, isn't it, Craig? It is very much you so. Know, um, when I first heard of it, I was like, does this really exist? Mm. But it actually does, and it's quite terrifying. Yes, it's very disturbing. I mean, well, as, before we get even started, as somebody who did gender studies as a, as a, as a master's, was that something that came up a lot? Do you mind me asking? Incels. So, so we did, we did a little bit of it in criminology, but it wasn't as big then. Like, so like now, now everybody knows about incels, don't they? But back then, it was still kind of it was known, but it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. I think Elliot Rogers had just committed the act, and it was just kind mm. of getting more mainstream attention. Mm. In my experience, I would say that actually no, it wasn't very okay. much discussed. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I mean, it might have been discussed, but not in the modules that I attended. Sure, sure. But there was a module on gender and violence, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that. That might have covered it. Sure. But I didn't attend that okay. one, unfortunately. Okay. I couldn't fit it on the timetable. That's, that's a damn shame, that. I know. So much in academia is like that. Yeah. You can't always attend everything. It's like a banquet, isn't it? You can look at all the food, but you can't eat it all. I know. You can only get little plates and bits and pieces and put it on your own. Hmm. You know. Ah, food. I love it. <laughs> so, where are we starting off, then? What are incels, Callum, if you'd like to enlighten us? Well, in, a, in, a, in layman's terms, um, incels or involuntary celibates are traditionally groups of men, though they can be other genders, who operate within online social forums and spaces, who feel they have un- been unable to gain a romantic partner due to their perceived lack of attractiveness. Incels often believe they are being deliberately stopped from losing their celibacy, or as we know, Virginity mm-hmm. by O'Malley et al. 2020, which I believe is a social construct. Yeah, certainly, I, I, w- mm. I would say so, and I, and I think there's a great tragedy about that. Particularly, I, w- I would say in terms of people feeling that low about themselves and feeling that they are unattractive. But mm. I would also say the the way they go about things and the way that it's conducted online is disturbing and obviously extremely misogynistic. And yeah. um, as we'll get into later, can have very violent and dangerous consequences for women and the wider society as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to carry on from that point as well, O'Malley further suggests that past reports have found that multiple elements of the incel culture are misogynistic and favourable towards violence. Further, several violent incidents have been linked to this community, which suggests that incel communities may resemble other ideological motivated extremist groups. The current study employed an indicative qualitative analysis of over 8,000 posts made in two online incel communities to identify the norms, values and beliefs of these groups from a subcultural perspective. So this was a, a, a study that O'Malley did in 2020 around incel. Mm-hmm. What they found as well from the analysis was that the incel community was structured around five interrelated normative orders. The sexual market, women are naturally being evil to in towards from an incel ideology Mm -hmm. legitimizing masculinity male oppression and violence the implications of this analysis for our understanding of extremism and the role of the internet in radicalization to violence are considered in depth so i I guess what that saying is in these forums online has given birth to this incel movement which Mm. obviously promotes that women are evil they're withholding things from men that men are entitled to Mm. their bodies again this can cover other genders as well it's not it's not strictly just men but i would say a very large portion of them are men i mean when it when it's when it's phrased in that way such as legitimizing masculinity it doesn't sound like a bad thing does it no no, no. Def- definitely not but i think the type of masculinity they present is toxic masculinity yeah. and, not, and that's yeah. that's not that's what 
we don't realise yes. until you actually get into that topic. Yes, yes. So, yeah, and it's very harmful in some ways. I would, I would definitely say so. And it is, I would say there's, there's a, from what I've studied a little bit in criminology and also from, from doing this research from this, is that there are really extreme consequences. Potentially, I'm not saying all incels are violent, by the way, because obviously certainly not all of them are, but there is definitely an ideology that's promoted there that violence is accepted, and particularly violence against women, I would mm. say, is accepted massively as well from their culture as well. Okay. Speckhand et al. 2021 proposes that incels consider that they are involuntary celibate due to feeling unattractive and ostracised from socialising within sexual and romantic interactions. Incels frequently display hateful and misogynistic views towards women, and some even believe that women who deny them sex are committing something called reverse rape. What's your thoughts on that? My initial thoughts are how uncomfortable I feel by that phrase. Mm. Reverse rape. Mm. My, my retort is, what does that even mean? Well, yeah. You know, it just sounds completely barbaric and unbelievable. Well, it's, it is, and it's, it's unbelievable, and it's done from it's done from a frame of when women go through, and you know, obviously some some men do as well, but, but primarily when women go through experiencing rape, it's one of the, I imagine, from a, from a male's perspective, must be one of the worst things that women could ever go through, and to mm. in any way throw shade at that, as in when they're committing that some, some form of act towards men, is so misogynistic and so so misguided as well. Mm. You know, yeah, definitely misguided in its uh, approach there. They also, interestingly enough, Lindsay, who's quite a big writer on 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 uh, incels, actually said incels also take up the mantle of being anti-feminist as well. So obviously we have the current feminist movement, which is really great, and as you know, he's exposing the kind of patriarchal society and the oppression of women. Mm-hmm. It feels like in- incels are almost kind of a reverse role. So they've almost kind of come up as this kind of anti-feminism, and they take up that mantle of being kind of very pro-male, and that mm-hmm. women are in fact evil. You know? mm-hmm. Which actually is is not what feminism is about in any way because you know as emma watson said feminism is not about women hating men no feminism is literally about leveling the playing field for everybody i would bluntly say it's about liberation of women Mm. you know that's that's the whole point is removing them from the oppression that the the patriarchal society has, has, has placed upon them Mm. You know, also just kind of an apology. One thing we will have to do before I think is put a bit of a trigger warning on on the on the podcast as well, just for this episode. So, um, incels may promote the idea of, of rape culture as well. Mm. So they may actually say that you know why don't you go and assault that woman? And I think this is where we're getting into that territory of these. This is actually, although I, I'm fully aware that not all incels are, are dangerous and violent, I would say the ideology they follow certainly is. Mm. And there are a number of them who I imagine are extremely dangerous. You know? It's the idea of like treating women as inhuman and as objects. Absolutely. And, and that Absolutely. really doesn't sit well with me. No, and I feel I have not. to say I am uncomfortable with that. The Perse- persecution or the, the promotion, or of, promotion of, of the idea of um of promoting rape culture because mm. it's not something that should ever be promoted yeah. in any sense of the word. If anything, we should be anti-rape. We should eradicate it, shouldn't we? Yeah. Eradicate it. Um, just very quickly, a little bit kind of a, kind of on the background of it is it was that incel was originally coined, ironically, by a woman called Alana. It wasn't oh. it wasn't created by men and it was originally called Inbecel and it was actually used on her website in 1997 to describe her own frustrations with involuntary celibacy, later becoming an online subculture in the 2010s so basically what happened there 
is the fact that incels, as we know them now, basically took property of a woman. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah. made it their own. Yeah, absolutely. And it was actually interestingly done from a place of despair, from this, this that she coined as Alan. I don't know, I don't mm. think that's her real name, but the actual incel movement, I think, came as from her side, well, not movement, the phrase imbecile, in, in, in as it was known back then, came from Alana from a place of real pain. It wasn't done. And I'm not saying that incels don't feel pain. I imagine there is an element of pain there because it seems like there is a lot of um, self-loathing and things mm. like that in there. But it seems like Alana was trying to convey real sense of frustration and, mm. and anger and pain about not being able to, to lose her virginity, you know, to, to lose her celibacy. Sure. Um, and it feels like, like you said, that that's been taken off her by men and, and pro-recreated into something that is actually extremely misogynistic. And it's more, it's not, you know, how, how people have reclaimed the word queer, for example. Mm, yeah. It's the opposite that. Yeah, yeah. It's been done in a way that's, that's perpetrating negativity yeah. towards women. Hatred, isn't it? Uh, yeah, hatred. it really is. Pure hatred. Just so, by the way, I'm not, I'm not in any way saying that, um, that, that, that these, these places are, are causing incel, but just, just an idea of where they've sprung up from. Communities are formed in places like Reddit, Discord. There's also a place called, ironically, for female, um, um, incels called female dating strategy and where women on there I had a quick look on them when I was doing the research who are not able to find partners either and they're quite pushy yeah. as well with their ideology as well but it's a very small group incels are primarily men mm. uh, just be very clear but the very small female group does exist on there as well mm. Mm. like I say extremely small incels also categorise people into three groups which are chads which are men who embody hegemonic masculinity usually viewed as an alpha male who are able to have multiple sexual partners that's by Lindsay 2022 Stacey's who are attracted women who are sexually active and obsess over chads and then there are people called Beckys who are women who are deemed as less attractive but are still able to have sexual partners. Anybody who is out there who is actually named Stacy or Becky we are not invalidating your name that isn't our term or chad as well it, as is, that record. it is actually the term yeah it's very interesting that isn't it you know kind of at the next point is kind of what our thoughts are of this as feminists and i think that is one it's incredibly toxically masculine towards men as well in the, in the chad categorization because it's one it's saying that people who embody any kind of masculinity or hegemonic masculinity in the, in the in this sense that are automatically evil which i don't think that's strictly true i think i think there are issues with definitely issues with hegemonic masculinity and that they need to be addressed but you can't just categorise somebody at one thing because they physically resemble that. Do you know what I mean? And it's the same with, no. you know, Stacey's and, and Becky's. I mean, what a, what a horrendous misogynistic thing to put forward that just because a certain person looks a certain way or carries themselves a certain way, then then automatically they must be a Stacey or a Becky. Mm. You know? mm. I think there is a really bad thing around categorisation. Yes. It kind of states that you should be that and... In a way, that limits the understanding of the fact that women are multifaceted beings. Mm, absolutely. And in that way, you know, yes, they might have household duties as may men, but even so, doesn't mean that that is all they're good for. No, certainly not. And I think I think that's the the, the, the thing with what I as a as a as a feminist. One thing I would say is how, ironically, they, we'll be talking about a bit is like kind of the, the very black and white thinking that they have. There's no, mm. it feels like within cells, there's no grey area at all. It feels like you're either this or you're that, and that there is no movement in that. And that to me is extremely disturbing. It's almost like they have this very kind of, I guess, tunneled vision of what a woman is and a tunneled vision of what a man is. And then yeah. when you're not a Chad, you must be an incel. And if you're not an incel, you must be a Chad. And that if you're not a Stacey and you don't look a certain way, you must be a Becky. And it's just absolutely, it reminds me a lot. And I know the UK government and the US government are very much categorised them as kind of a terrorist group and I can really see that particularly with all the violence they've done but also the fact that 
this element of brainwashing, I think, going on there mm. as well. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. But. Well, yeah. I mean, the term ideology itself, yeah. idea and ology. Mm. You know, the study of ideas. But it literally is, from particularly from a Marxist perspective, the idea that one's beliefs, one's ideas, are a set of values that one must follow. Yes. And if you don't, you're not in the group. Mm, you don't believe them. Definitely. You know, but I, I just think the idea that there is a, a community that perpetrates hatred against women is just, it leaves a bitter taste yeah, in my you, mouth. The only thing I would say, I just don't miss to take this away from women or thinking, but I, I often wonder what they think of male feminists then. I wonder what we, where we fall into that. Oh God. No, I'm serious. I mean, I'm the personification of the devil. I don't know. I think, I think completely, because that's something I've never thought about. But literally, we talked about that. It's like, because if me and you aren't chats and we aren't incels, then what are we to incels? Especially because we're fat, we, 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 you know, they see women as inherently evil. We see women as inherently good and people who need equality. So, what mm. are we to them? Are we the very personification of what the devil is? Or, I'm just, I, know, I know it sounds like I'm flying a kite, but I'm purely curious. I think realistically, we are probably the Antichrist. Right, yeah, and in, that's, in what, it feels, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah. I mean, as male feminists, we, we... In fact, no, no. Not as male feminists, as feminists. Yeah. There's no one... We, yeah, we need to stop saying that, don't we? I suppose we put ourselves down there by saying that and, and discrediting, really the, discrediting, the, discrediting both women and ourselves. No, we're fe- feminists. We are feminists. As feminists. As feminists. Who identify as men. Yes, that's you know it. I like that. I yeah. like that. I think we should change the name of the episodes instead of a male male from perspective to um, oh. from feminists who identify as men. I think that'd be. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's quite cool, actually. Yeah. You've just made a breakthrough, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And I just think the fact that there is actually this dark, hidden community out there. It's not even hidden now, though, is it? That's the thing. It's, it's, it's become very much mainstream stuff, hasn't it? And But the fact that it is people that are glued to their computers, mm. that are sat in their back bedrooms, or the front bedrooms, let's not be racist, or or choosist. They could be sat in the front bedrooms, or even the mean, dining rooms. Yes, go on. What, you, there's, a, there's a point there, but the fact that it could be ordinary people out on the street, mm. it sends a bit of shivers down your spine yeah. because you never think that there could realistically be anybody out there mm. in your community that holds such negative values mm. and it just frightens me a bit definitely so yeah but that's that's what i have to Absolutely. say on no I, I completely agree with you but there are some noticeable no noticeable there are notable uh, in noticeable and notable <laughs> yes called elliot rogers known by some as the king of the incels he first became an incel to garner mainstream infamy in may 2014 rogers uploaded a YouTube video called Elliot Rogers Retribution and and he wrote a memoir entitled My Twisted World The Story of Elliot Rogers Roger then enacted a massacre which culminated in the death of six individuals and the maiming of 14 bringing the killings to an end via suicide the media exposed Rogers as an individual who was incredibly isolated filled with rage and low self-worth and great misogyny according to Vito Admire and Hughes 2018 I just think that was my first introductory into the world of what what because I was I never, never heard of when we did it criminology and it was kind of a bit of a thing I was like what the hell I was like I remember somebody saying I was like what does an incel mean so was, at the first time I was just like stupid mm. I mean it is stupid but I mean like I actually found I, I couldn't re- I didn't realise that it would take off on the back of kind of what happened you know and obviously Elliot Rogers was deplorable 
But I would also counteract that I think he was somebody, with, like most incels, and I, I actually say this with some empathy, who are gravely unwell. Yes. You know, and that's not to excuse anything, by the way, dear listener. I, by the way, what they do is deplorable and, de- and requires complete condemnation. But I do believe that there is definitely some, particularly for some of them, maybe some mental health problems that are being un- not addressed. Yeah, quite simply, illness doesn't excuse that. No, absolutely not. No. And there was people like Alec Minassassin. Is that? Okay. Alec Minassassin, who was influenced by Rogers and rented a van to mow down 10 people, injuring 18. Minnison conducted this in 2018 in Toronto, Canada, posting on his Facebook page, the incel rebellion has already begun. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. Wendling, 2018, paragraph 2. And all I'm getting there is cult vibes. Yeah. And that ideology of like... Brainwashing, isn't it? A leader. Believing in somebody's actions being worthy of following. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a bit sickening. Anyway. I apologise, dear listeners. Well, I keep calling him Elliot Rogers, but it's Elliot Roger. I keep saying... I don't know why I put him as Rogers. It's, it's Elliot Carl, Roger. I must okay. have Carl Rogers on the brain. Mm. Not a relation as far as... No, 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 I hope not. No. <laughs> Elliot Roger. But following these highly covered massacres, more incels have been committed committing terrorist acts towards women. Around 50 people have been murdered since Elliot Rogers' assault, according to Hoffman, where in Shapiro in 2020. But then, Not Ben Shapiro, by the way, dear listener. That's, that's an academic. Yeah. <laughs> so there was also Jake Davidson. He was an incel from Plymouth in England. Do you remember this? I don't. You don't remember this? Okay. I don't, personally. Um, An incel from Plymouth in England. A man who killed five people, including his mother and a three-year-old girl, was fascinated by mass shootings, serial killers, and violent heroes of incel ideology. An inquest jury has heard that the jury has also heard that the gunman expressed strongly misogynist views and despair about his own life in the months before he killed five people. On the afternoon of the shootings, which ended with Davidson turning his pump-action shotgun on himself, he viewed an online thread asking why incels felt the need to end their own lives and looked up posts on kidnapping, detransitioning the court's hurt. So, I just kind of think about that and reflect on it, and I'm a bit stunned. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very stern as well, you think, because we don't have a lot of gun crime in England, do we? Or noticeable gun crime, anyway. We don't. Because our gun laws aren't as strict as, as... Sorry, our gun laws are much more strict than the United States, aren't they? They are, they are. So when police searched the home that Davidson, 22, shared with his mother Maxine Davidson, 51, they found almost 400 types buffalo cartridges normally bought to hunt large animals that he used during the eight minute attack. Davidson was fascinated by guns since he was a boy and in May 2012, almost a decade before the shootings in Career Southwest, a service that Davidson had begun to use for some years, noted he loves guns and wants to join a gun club. In 2016, Davidson's mother raised her concerns with the Career Southwest about her son's continuing fixations with firearms, the jury was told. Staff from Career Southwest were so worried about Davidson that they informally passed on information to representatives of the government's counter-terrorism prevent program, which actually 
shows the severity of this, doesn't it? clearly an example of where breaking confidentiality is vital yeah, for the need of others. But the official programme thought it didn't meet the criteria for a formal referral. Wow. And I'm just so like... That's just cost lives, isn't it? The court was told that three months before the attack, Davidson, an apprentice crane operator, made a series of disturbing online posts and undertook worrying online searches in The Guardian. An article suggests. Somehow, Davidson was allowed a firearm... Uh, back after it was previously banned. That's really worrying, isn't it? The fact that somebody who clearly has, who what was not well and, and had a, such a fascination with guns and, and was spewing such hateful ideology, particularly about women, it's worrying that even our own gun laws in the UK didn't pick that up, isn't it? At you know? that time, yeah. Yeah, and, it's it, quite, and in the end it, it proved fatal. Those yeah. mistakes, like you say, it just goes to show when, when things are missed, like in confidentiality and when things aren't taken seriously, they can have serious ramifications. Mm. It just makes you think, though, if you had a client and they said to you, I'm part of an incel group, would we be required to report that? I'm not sure. I would do because... I because, would personally because, because, do that. But I'm not entirely sure. And I think I think that's the thing is because they're such unusual. And they are. I think, I think that's what's quite fascinating about them. They're such an unusual bunch. People aren't quite sure where they fall. I definitely would say that the, the ideology of a lot of them, particularly what we're going to get to in a minute about the black pill, white pill and, and red pill, ideal, blue pill ideology, would say that they have definite terrorist and, like you said, cult-esque things. And I think yeah. I think that they should be treated as such, even even, even in non-serious, like, you know, we spoke about before, even non-violent in some cases. I think it should be reported just in case, mm. you know. And I think for me, that's where I'd probably draw a boundary when working with a client. If a yeah. client was to disclose that to me, yes. I wouldn't be happy to continue the work sure, together sure. for the simple fact that it makes me uncomfortable. What if it, I mean, just to challenge you gently, what if it was an incel was coming for you to stop being an incel? Then... Just to, just to throw that out there, to throw, throw, throw a spanner in the works that I'd love to do. And I probably would continue. Oh, okay, that's interesting. interesting. I probably would continue. Yes. If, he, if he wanted to stop and realise yeah. the true value sure. of women... Sure, sure, Because I, I would assume that they probably, and I make an assumption, but I assume they probably wouldn't go to a female therapist because that's the thing that they hate, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I'm making that sound I mean, yeah. Wrong. I could be wrong, but you know, but I, I imagine I'm right. Yeah. Incels commonly believed in the pill effect, mm. as you say. And the white pill effect is around remaining hopeful for the future and embracing the idea of potential change to self and situation. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, the black pill effect. As a group, incels are largely connected by the unsuccessful search of intimate and sexual relationships. Followers of the Black Pill ideology identify that sexual activity is a predominantly female-led market driven through natural selection. So essentially, incels believe that if you're an attractive guy, a woman or a Stacey or a Becky will have sex with you through. That's just how the natural selection is. It sounds very uh, Darwinian. In a way, yeah. In a, in a way. way. No, I see, where, I see where you're going with it. Interestingly enough, I did read, I don't, I've not put it in there, I did read, um, I've been to some dark places on this thing, by the way, it's not been very nice. Okay. Where, Have you cleared your search history? <laughs> no, it's for research purposes. <laughs> the They were basically suggesting that the difference between being a Chad and an incel is the shape of the skull sometimes. So like, if, if the skull was further forward or further back, then they wouldn't look the way they did. So that reminds me of the criminological theory of Lombroso. I knew you were going to say that. I love Lombroso. I knew you were going to say that. Go on, explain Lombroso, correct? Lombroso talked about the 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 criminality and the shape of one's forehead. Yes. So those that had larger foreheads, as far as I remember, his theory was that they were more 
inclined to criminality. That's, that's right. And, you know, as, as God love Lombroso, but much like Lombroso, it's very idiotic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's kind of... There's something about the Intel community that is extremely idiotic, but it, it wouldn't be so idiotic if it wasn't so dangerous. Does that, mm. make, does that make sense? Yeah, and I actually wonder if the incel community themselves actually do realise how dangerous they actually are or whether they are so blinkered that they don't actually... I don't think they do, Craig. I think they generally think they're doing things for the greater good and for the preservation of man. And I mean, when I say man, I mean men. Do you know what I mean? Especially because this whole idea of natural selection and that women are inherently evil and feminism's evil and that men are having things withheld from them. Hmm. You know, it's... um, it's very frightening, and I, I can't imagine them being very far removed from that ideology. If that makes sense, I think mm. I think I think they would be very much they would challenge you and say basically like you're wrong and that we're, what we're saying is right. Do you know mm. what I mean? That you're the one that's insane, and that's probably what they think of us actually. Like you know, like we're obviously thinking that they're not well. They probably think that about me and you being feminists, identifying as men. Mm. You know, they probably like them too, and literally that there's no hope for those two. You well, know? in and of itself. Marxism would say that feminism is an ideology of, True. of its own yeah. making. True, but as a socialist, I'm more than happy to say that Marx wasn't always right. I, I, <laughs> I, I quite agree that I was much prefer Much prefer Engels. I was Engels pl- encouraged feminism. Yes, he did. I was much playing devil's yes. advocate. Yes. I don't believe that, really, that it was a complete ideology or brainwashing. No. Uh, I do believe that feminism is place absolutely very vital isn't it and i think you know obviously i'm not knocking marx he was you know him him and engel both were geniuses but my one criticism marx always been is that he never he never brought women into the the forefront of the conversation he didn't and he should have done yes he should absolutely yeah maybe maybe if we could resurrect him and have a conversation maybe change his mind Oh, Carl. <laughs> Not Rogers this time. <laughs> Everybody the thing is that have influenced me and you've always been Carl's, haven't they? Carl yeah. Rogers, Carl Marx. I'm just so upset that Engels doesn't have a name. Carl. What's he? What is Frederick. his name? Frederick. <sighs> yeah. God rest, Edric. Frederick. Cedric? Frederick. Maybe you should get a tattoo of Edric. No, I can't do that. It's political and I get, I'd get. be banned from my job if I did that. Unless I got it somewhere you couldn't see it. Mm. He did have a cracking moustache. I don't know if you've ever seen Engel's moustache, but yes. it's absolutely something to behold. Yes. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, the black pill can often mean the outcome may be violence or suicide, often a nihilistic decision on the incel's part. So as much as we're poking fun there in that regard, the black pill is, is usually where if they've taken that ideology, usually violence will occur afterwards as well. Yeah. You know, as we've seen, obviously, very disturbing cases with Elliot Roger and, and the others we mentioned there, Jake Davidson, etc., etc. Uh, the red pill ideology is the acceptance of the perceived ideology that women hold the power with on all social societal realms, and men are at the mercy of women and feminists, or as they would call me and you, femoids. Oh, it feels very uh, dystopian. <laughs> a little bit, it does actually. It does sound quite alien, doesn't it? Like the world's come to an end. What do you think about that? That they're, they're them believing that women hold all the power? Because well, that's obviously, to me and you, that's completely against the so, what we're taught and what we believe, isn't it? My initial thoughts would be, look at America. Mm. Hello, America, we like you. But actually, we don't like some of the laws you have mm. at the moment around abortion. It's um, not pleasant. No. And I think that in and of itself is just one example of the fact that men shouldn't be making decisions about women's reproductive health care. No, no. But even that, even though there were probably some women in that discussion. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I 
think they are brainwashed in that sense. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, like we said before, yes, some incels are made up of women, but it's a very, very small proportion. I think I saw one study and think it's like ninety five percent of them are men. So mm. we're talking like it's a very. I mean, that, that's not good, by the way. It's a very, it's a very small minority of women that are doing it. It's not good that women are doing that, but nevertheless, it's a. I would say it's a male-driven problem. Mm. You know, but I don't know what you think about that, but I would definitely. It would certainly is. So. It's interesting how they how they. Put, I find that quite fascinating actually how they think women do hold all the power because like my kind of ideology in that is all what about the pay gaps and you know what about the fact that women very rarely get promotions and you know women can't walk the streets at night in safety etc etc. It's. It, uh, I, I would imagine like the the point I made about the abortions, men were solely pictured being involved in women's health yeah, decision yeah, making yeah, yeah, where, where, where are women in that discussion yeah it's very true and actually the, the protests of women thousands of protesting yeah, women yeah. dressed up as handmaids yeah yes there is some power in that protest mm-hmm. and I fully believe in that protest but women had to do that in order to be spoken to and recognised that's true yeah. And actually, I don't think they were recognised no, in that decision. I completely agree with you, Craig. No, I completely agree. And finally, the blue pill effect. Remaining in the world, assisted themselves remaining in the world as they are and accepting the perceived falsehood and ordinary reality that women are not superior to men. Pill ideology was taken from the film The Matrix with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, which I have actually never seen. Oh, really? It's very good. Very good. The first one's good. I don't really like the other two, but the first one is particularly good. Recommend? The first one. Yeah, the first one. The two, the other two are okay, but for the first one. Yeah. Um, so that is, the, I guess, the blue pill is just, I guess, from an incels perspective, just going, things are how they are, and I can't change them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to live with the kind of falsehood that women are not superior to men. And I'm going to pretend. That, I guess is what they'd say about me and you is that we have a blue pill ideology that we mm-hmm. are in denial, and that women are actually superior to us, and we are beneath them, which obviously is absolutely crock of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. You have such a way with words. I know. I feel like I'm going to get death threats after this, you know. (laughs) I am a bit nervous about putting you out there. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. They'll prove our point. (laughs) If you get what I mean. Yeah. And obviously, the thing that we were talking about, should incels be classed as a terrorist group? Well, Zimmerman argues that although incels were viewed as another misogynistic online hate group, because certainly there were a lot of them, they are now beginning to generate a violent political philosophy, which, as we've seen before, uses an unusual type of misogyny that has roots in the structure of counter-narrative to traditional masculinity. So Zimmerman, in many ways, is saying that they could be classed as a terrorist group, and Mm. I would definitely be inclined in many ways, and I'd say probably about 98% of it, by the non-violent ones to agree with it i would actually agree with that because the simple fact they are terrorizing the state in which yeah. women live yeah and they, i think the thing as well is is that it's not just about the, the acts that they commit and the violence and, and, and you know the horrible tragedies and but it's what they're promoting on those forums do you know what i mean it's the the idea of like we said before the rape culture the reverse rape the idea that women are superior to men and mm. that actually that you know men need to take back that power and that femoids are, you know are evil and you know, that to me is all elements of, like you said, cults and brainwashing, and that's all things that terrorist groups use, isn't it? Yeah. It literally... To vulnerable people. Literally well. reads as a dystopian novel. It does. It does, way. actually. It does. It does. And finally, Craig, ways to rehabilitate and de-radicalise incels. So we've spent quite a little while bashing them, and rightly so, but how do we help them? How do we... Because this is the other side of it as well, as we said before. I don't want them to be like that. Yeah. I want them to to live a not a normal life because I hate that word but a, a hate free life you know what do you think I think they will probably need a lot 
of therapy. Yes. A lot of exposure therapy. I, I think so. Is it is so. exposure therapy? And maybe not for that, but because that's and, more around OCD, isn't it? But I think definitely they would definitely need something pertaining to behavioural change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and perhaps also some medication. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think I think the key thing I, I put down was I think de radicalization programs are probably the best thing for them. I mean that's what I was aiming at. Yeah. <laughs> and of course probably what is really needed, which is not taking place, is psychiatric intervention. Yes. You know, getting them off those forums, getting them out of, you know, whatever holes they've stooped into. See the problem is gonna be making them realise that what they're seeing is an ideology and not the way the world works. Yeah. That's gonna be And it's a false problem. ideology as well, isn't yeah. it? That's things a false ideology. To them it's not, which I do actually have empathy with because when you are brainwashed you do see things from that perspective, but it's not a true representation of the world, is it? No. No, it yeah. isn't. It's like an example of false class consciousness. Sure. Yeah. Which again is Marxist ideology. Yeah. You're really bashing Marx today, aren't you? You've got it in for it. Today. I am. Um, Marx done. Alpha Sir, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Ideology. Yeah. 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 Marx has upset you, hasn't he? Well, he didn't include women. It's true. I agree. I agree. But I, I I agree with Marx on some things, but his inclusion of women was non-existent. <laughs> absolutely diabolical. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, finally. Craig, what are our thoughts as therapists? I know we've had a little bit of a thing, but what what do you think as therapists we can do for women for improving the insult community? And I don't mean improving as in whether they can get better in terms of like getting better at what they do. I mean getting better as in terms of de-radicalising them. I think to begin with, we have to be secure in our own values mm-hmm. as feminists. Yeah. The fact that we uphold feminist traditions and women's rights. Yeah. And also, actually, as bell hooks would argue, feminism is for everybody. Yes. And just because it isn't, just because it's focused around women a lot of the time, doesn't mean it doesn't include men. Yeah. Feminism is much for men as it is for women. Yeah. Especially those men who stand with women and support women, because actually, believe it or not, there are good men out there yeah. that actually stand with and support women. Definitely. Definitely, and we are know, two of them. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'd like to think so. I, th- I think my thing as a therapist would be I would want to support the the incel within as a person and try and take them as a, as, a, as, a, as Roger said as a, as a blank sheet, but also yeah. incorporate gentle challenges. And was you know, it Rogers who said I think it was a blank sheet? Was it not? No, I'm not sure. Actually, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. If anybody knows, let us know. Edit it out if it's not. Um, I think I would take them in there as they were, but I would very much, you know, I'd be very clear on confidentiality. You know, obviously if I didn't know this, you know, because it's the other thing, it could come up in therapy and you didn't know they were an incel. But I would obviously explain very clearly in the contract about, you know, the risks and things like that. And I would challenge them. I would challenge that ideology and, you know, say that, you know, I am a male therapist, but I'm also a feminist. Do you know what I mean? And And that, you know, be congruent about that and work with them empathically and try to work with them through the journey of changing that. Do you know what I mean? Could you give empathy to somebody who fully believed in that? I don't know. I would try I would try my best. I definitely I definitely would I wouldn't this is not criticizing you, I definitely wouldn't not work with them. I would try and see how far mm-hmm. I got. And if it was not possible, then I would I would because I, I couldn't do that for my own mental health and belief. It would just be too hard. No. Do you know what I mean? And obviously having a daughter, having a having a partner, yeah. and, you know, sister, etc. etc. It's just not I can't And, and a mother. And a mother, yeah, of course. Um I- and for all women, I just I just couldn't support that mm. in any way or, or work with that ideology if the person wasn't willing to change. Mm. You know? Same way if it was racism, if it was homophobia, if it was transphobia, etc., etc. Yeah, or ableism. Yeah, absolutely. Ableism. Yeah, all, all of it, all of it. You know, I say that as a neurodivergent. Do you know what I mean? And mm. somebody with mental health problems. So yeah, I could not promote that either. 
So, mm. so yeah, but I think that's really good, Craig. And I think I think that we're giving a good overview on, on incels. I think I mean honestly, there's so much more we could have covered here, but we will be literally here for days because it's such a a vast topic and there's so much more being written on it. I remember me saying there was a, an author you wanted to include, kind of around yeah, it. Yeah, well, Laura Bates. Laura Bates. A, yeah, she wrote a little bit about incels in the first chapter of her book, Men Who Hate Women, mm-hmm. and actually. I found that a really difficult read mm-hmm. because it genuinely spoke about men who actually hated women. Mm-hmm. And they definitely fall into that category, don't they? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Laura Bates' work is invalid. Not at all. What I'm saying is that Laura Bates, if you're out there listening to this, which is a distinct possibility because I know you're active on social media. You're basically saying, don't shout at me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is your work is valid. It raises valid points. But it was a difficult read as a man who perceives himself as a feminist. But maybe it should be. Uh, yeah. Because the idea that, you know, growth never came from comfortable places. No, it didn't. No, no, no. And, you know, as men, it's quite controversial or not, but I, I mean this in a, in a really nice way. As men, we've all kind of contributed indirectly to people hating women, haven't we? We have. You know, and that's we something have. we have to own as, as as feminists who identify as men. Mm. As you, like, that needs to be a term. You need to, you need to copyright that. Feminists well. very, who very identify as I men. I like that. That's really good. That's really good. But no, thank you, Craig. And, you know, I think it's been a good... Episode. It does, yeah. I think that's a, that's a good one. Therapy Files logo. <laughs> um, but I think it's been a really good episode. I think it's definitely one we'll come back to because it's such a huge, isn't it? Like there's so much we haven't so covered, and we've just given a basic overview. Yeah. But I think, as we say, time is short. It is, and it is fleeting. And also, boundaried as therapists, we have to practice boundaries. We sure do. Um, and on this occasion, this is where we will end the episode. Probably quite a short episode, no doubt. We're up to what? Oh no, 44 no, I minutes. Think that's, I think that's Reasonable. A very, very eloquent long episode. Reasonable. Per- perfectly long. Uh, so yes, I mean, if, if you have any further information or, or further research. If you'd like to appear on an episode. Yeah. And if you're a specialist that has done a lot of research on incels, please give us a contact. Give us a, uh, an email and we will happily reopen this case in the therapy files. <laughs> Cold case detectives over here. Yep. Indeed. Well, thank you, Craig, and uh, see you guys soon. Thank you, Callum.